If you are looking to elevate your leadership and drive your nonprofit forward, I invite you to subscribe to the Successful Nonprofits newsletter. Every week, I curate exclusive shareworthy content that sparks inspiration, innovation, and conversation. From the latest trends to timeless advice, the weekly email newsletter is your all-access pass to a treasure trove of resources. But receiving the newsletter is not just about staying informed. It's also about getting our best content first. Subscribers get first access to our newest downloadable templates designed to propel your leadership and amplify your impact. And that's not all, my friend. We are constantly working on new ways to support you and your mission. So as a subscriber, you'll get updates on our latest projects, opportunities to participate in surveys, and a say in the topics that we tackle next. You will essentially get me as a consultant, coach, and confidant in your inbox, ready to help you navigate the challenges of nonprofit leadership. So if you're an executive director, board chair, or a nonprofit leader who believes in making a difference, join me as a newsletter subscriber. Visit SuccessfulNonprofits.com forward slash newsletter to sign up today. And now, friend, let me take you to the episode you've downloaded. Welcome to the Successful Nonprofits Podcast. I'm your producer, Lexi Linger. It's the end of the year, and it's become our tradition to share a montage of our guests' thoughts on a single question. And I really love the question we asked this year. What is one thing you started doing or stopped doing that had the biggest impact on your career? And it's great. This question is just in time for creating those New Year's resolutions. Though I'll have to be honest, I actually rarely have success with resolutions. I'm probably not alone in that. Instead, I try to come up with a mantra for the year. And my mantra for 2021 was embrace the chaos. While this really applied more to my personal life because we were navigating COVID and general life just with young children, I found that it really helped me to sit with all the chaos around me, all the craziness around me, and even appreciate it a little bit. Before we hear from our guests, I just want to share that Dolph and I have been working really hard to prepare some amazing content for you in 2022. Not just great guests for the podcast, but we've also been developing webinars and even a book club. So please check out what 2022 will bring you on our website, SuccessfulNonprofits.com. Now with that, Dolph is going to get us started with hearing back from our guests. Dolph, what is one thing that you started doing or stopped doing that had the biggest impact on your career? The one thing that I have done that has made such a tremendous difference in my professional life and also in my personal life is that I stopped being so transactional and started being more relational. In my early career and frankly, my early adulthood, I was very, very task oriented. So I was about, okay, here are the 35 things we need to get done or here are the eight things we need to get done and let's get them done. One, two, three, four, and just kind of trying to get through them as quickly as possible. And my general take on this was, hey, Sometimes you got to break some eggs to make an omelet. I've learned, however, that in doing that, I would often alienate people who I care about and also, frankly, in workplace settings, people who I really depend on in order to be effective, not just in getting the task done, but for the organization as a whole 
to be effective. And when I started to focus on the relationship side as much, sometimes more than the task side, making sure that I'm acknowledging the whole person, that I'm thinking about how things that I do or say might impact the other person, that has made such a tremendous difference. And frankly, it has taken my leadership skills and also just my relationship skills to a whole new level. Not only am I more effective at work, and not only am I a better spouse and friend than I used to be, but there's also this added benefit of now I really get joy out of the relationships that I have at work and in my community in ways that I did not necessarily get joy. So that would be my one thing is I stopped being so task-oriented, so transactional, and really focused on relationships. We have had Adam J. Walker on the podcast twice, once back in episode 48, and really recently, actually this past fall. And you may recall we talked about everything ranging from websites to podcasting to ways that you can repurpose your content. Now, if you do not remember, Adam is a serial entrepreneur in both the nonprofit and for-profit space, the founder of the nonprofit 48 and 48, the CMO for TechBridge, which is a national nonprofit, as well as the founder of for-profit, Together Letters, and Edgewise. And so, someone who is so accomplished and so busy, Adam, this is the perfect question for you. What one thing did you do or stop doing that made the most difference in your career? Uh, so I'd have to say that the one thing is I networked with the right people. And, and in particular, I, I surrounded myself by people that I aspired to be like. And so what I mean by that is uh, I, I was, I, I remember vividly, I was at an event and there was this guy up on stage and he was, he was being given an award for like accomplishments or whatever. He was a young guy and he had five kids and he ran a marketing agency. And I was like, I can identify with that guy. We are similar and so afterwards, I just kind of, you know, everybody's shaking his hand and congratulating him on the awards. I had to wait, wait around a long time. And I finally just went up to him and said, hey, listen, I, I run a marketing agency. I got five kids. I, you have adopted kids. I have adopted kids. I'd love to have coffee. And he was kind enough to say yes. And that, that person was Jeff Hillemeyer. And then, so Jeff ended up uh, becoming, uh, he's the guy that I co-founded 48 and 48 with. He's also the guy that runs the agency that acquired my agency. Uh, he's also the guy that introduced me to Sanjay Parekh, who I've now co-founded uh, two companies with, and and is, is also become a dear friend of mine as well. And so, so that one that one decision to ask a random stranger for coffee literally changed the entire trajectory of my life. And and, and I would say there's other other scenarios where that's happened too. And I think I think you've got to be willing to network and meet people and put yourself out there. That's awesome. Thank you. You probably got a lot out of our conversation with Kathleen Duffy of The Duffy Group, where we talked about sourcing the ideal, perfect candidates for your open positions. Kathleen, as you may recall, is the author of Revolutionizing Recruitment, which is available on Amazon and also bricks and mortar bookstores. And so I am really excited, Kathleen, to be able to ask you this question. What one thing did you do or stop doing that made the most difference in your career? Well, Dolph, the, the thing that I stopped doing that made the, the biggest difference in my career is I stopped thinking that I 
was not going to be a successful CEO. I always thought that people that were successful CEOs had a pedigree behind them, whether it be academically or they came out of a, a blue box organization. And one, a person said to me one time, you need to take a step back and look at yourself. And when I did, I realized, you know, I am a really good CEO. I just do things a little bit differently. You know, I may not be uh, the strongest on execution. Um, it may take me a little while to make decisions, but what I am is a very kind and gentle CEO. And that's the culture that we have at Duffy Group. And when I realized that and how successful I've been as a CEO, that it's great to be a kind and gentle CEO. And that was the, that was the biggest turning point for me. Thank you, Kathleen. One of our most powerful podcast episodes of the year, if you could ignore the vibrations coming from the big equipment outside of my home, um, was Bobby Herrera, the author of The Gift of Struggle. It was such an incredible interview and a book that really everybody needs to read. And so I just felt like this particular question was the perfect one for Bobby. Hey, Bobby. What one thing did you do or stop doing that made the most difference in your career? That's a great question and a tough one, Dolph. Um, if you had to center it uh, to one, I would say the lesson of always being a student, and uh, to put that simply, is you know repetition's a mother's skill, and the only way that we learn things is by actually doing it and then doing it again and again and again and again. And the best, regardless of you know, what problem you're solving or what art you have and gift you have in life, utilize that, that approach. Like repetition is a mother of skill and whatever you read, apply it and ask yourself that question. Am I applying what I'm learning? That's where you need to ask yourself. Am I not only applying it, but am I repeating it and repeating it and doing it again and again and again and again? And once you learn to narrow in on that, great things will happen for your climb. Thank you. You may recall earlier in the summer, we had Liana Downey on, the author of Mission Control, which is a book all about strategic planning and ways that your organization can be more effective. And Liana what one thing did you do or stop doing that made the most difference in your career? I think for me, Dolph, it was stopping worrying about what people thought I should be doing and focusing on what I thought I should be doing. Not only because it meant stepping out of situations or conversations that felt disconnected to my values, but also because when I started to articulate what it was that I wanted to do, suddenly the world opened up. So, you know, when I said that I wanted to actually step away from the corporate sector and focus on the nonprofit sector in my work, um, even though people had told me that was a stupid idea, um, once I started to get really clear about that and, and 
tell people, then opportunities opened up that allowed me to do that. So yeah, just being true to myself and not only being true to myself, but being vocal about being true to myself. That's awesome. Thank you. Just a bit ago, we had Jay Johnson on the podcast, and Jay is with the Coeus Creative Group. And you may remember the conversation. We talked about dealing with difficult people and also, if we're the difficult person, how we can stop and take a pause and make that big difference so that we don't lose our cool. Now, I am very grateful that Jay had a couple extra minutes at the end of our conversation to answer this additional question. Jay, what one thing did you do or stop doing that made the biggest difference in your career? I really like this question because I'm going to answer it, and it's actually going to be an answer to both of them. I stopped talking as much and started listening more. And we've all heard that phrase, you have two ears and one mouth, listen accordingly. Uh, I actually back that up and say, you have two ears, two eyes, and one mouth, and you should listen according to that. So it's an 80-20 rule. Uh, Your eyes are reading body language, and all of that is communication. Your ears are listening for specific things being said and that which is not being said. And that's even more important. And the more that you're talking or the more that you're planning what you're going to say next, the less that you are putting cognitive resources into that listening. When I took a step back, took a breath, and really started to listen, and that meant that I wasn't responding quite as quickly or quite as snappy all the time as I was, but I started to hear things that weren't being said. I started to see things that maybe somebody was struggling or maybe somebody was really excited about something that I could circle back with and mention or comment on. And all of a sudden, people really started to react to that very differently. I learned that early, thankfully, and that has been a skill and something that I have worked desperately every single day to continue and to only develop further and further because it's something that is a lifelong learning. You can always get better at it. And I honestly think that that is something that helps me to choose to behave intelligently in many circumstances. I love that additional take on the 80-20 rule. Thank you, Jay. If you missed our conversation with Jeannie Sager about the role of gender and philanthropy, well, let me just say, as soon as you're done with this montage episode, you have got to go back and listen to that episode. It was incredible. Jeannie is with the Women's Philanthropy Institute at Indiana University. As the director there, she translates research to practice to really help all of us be better at reaching out to women as donors and philanthropists and to having a more inclusive, more representative donor base. And so I was so grateful that Jeannie was willing to sit down and answer one more question at the end of our interview. Jeannie, what one thing did you do or stop doing that made the most difference in your career? Dolph, I love this question, and I feel so grateful and fortunate that in the last 10 years, I was introduced to uh, the, the program and concept of strengths finders. And the minute that I changed how I did and approached my work by 
by centering into my strengths, the world opened up for me. And I really believe and approach everything that I do, both professionally and personally, from celebrating and and uplifting my strengths and letting other people work in their strengths as well um, and not focusing on what I don't do well and leaning in to all of the things that I do do well and that I do find energy in and that I do find um, to be inspiring and made all the difference in the world. Jeannie, that is awesome. Thank you so much. And we're going to link to Strength Finders in the show notes. Thank you. All right. Kelsey, what one thing did you do or stop doing that made the most difference in your career? I have tried and am still trying to stop avoiding conflict. It's something I really hate, but it's an inevitable part of relationships in the workplace with all kinds of people. And that's the thing. People are people. And the kind of grace that I should give to them, I kind of want them to give to me. And so I try to just assume the best and go from there and treat things calmly, not take them personally, but also speak up when I need to speak up instead of letting things pile up so high under the rug that I trip over it. So just getting better at conflict management is my ongoing goal. Back in October, we had Neil Gordon on the podcast who shared how to become a speaker that everyone responds to and that everyone engages with. You may recall, Neil is the really content speaker consultant extraordinaire who has been an editor, has been a professional speech writer, and has been in this world doing this type of work for quite some time. Hey, Neil. What one thing did you do or stop doing that made the most difference in your career? Going back a handful of years now, Dolph, a game changer for me was when I started basing my marketing efforts not around the solutions that I had to offer to people, but rather the problems as they experienced them day to day. And so just anything from writing Facebook ad copy to writing a cold outreach email or anything like that, by framing everything in terms of the problem that my audience cared about solving, it became a game changer in my own marketing. And it's also been of tremendous value, whether I'm helping someone not just with their marketing, but their speaking or their email writing, or even just trying to get buy-in from colleagues on an initiative or some kind of program idea. The whole thing came together when I realized how pivotal framing our content in the context of the problem they care about solving is because that's what gets them invested and that's what gets them to want to know more. Thank you. A while back, we had Jack Silverstein on the podcast, and you may remember it was a phenomenal episode where we did lots of things. We busted some myths around fundraising. We talked about the best way to manage and supervise a fundraiser so that maybe they'll stick around a little bit longer than 18 months or 36 months, and really just all around great conversation. Jack Silverstein is author of the book, Tales from the Trenches. He has over 25 years of fundraising experience. And of course, you can always find him at yucks.ca. Hey, Jack, what one thing did you do or stop doing that has made the most difference in your career? 
I stopped making other people's minds up for them. Um, so, you know, I went to a donor numerous years ago um, and uh, he was a little rough and tumble kind of a guy. And uh, we had agreed on a million dollar gift. And I said, we're, I'd like you to sign a letter of intent of 200,000 a year for five years for a total of a million. And he looked at me and he said, not a bloody way. Now, part of it was he had some, some issues with English and contracts weren't his friend. Um, but he said to me, he says, I want the ability, if my business has a bad year, to skip that year, but I'll make it up to you at the end. So I said, okay, can we agree that in five years we'll have a million dollars cash? Yeah, but I'm not signing a, a piece of paper. All right, I've known him before, shook hands, and we left. So he used to call me all the time. You want some money? Get down here. So I come down, he paid off his gift in nine months. So had I done it my way and forced it and said, you know what, this, these are our rules and our, these are our parameters, it would have taken five years. Now, as a fundraiser, his gift for giving that amount of money in nine months was we asked him again for a bigger gift, probably 18 months down the road. Um, so he wound up giving, you know, even more money, but just to know and not make up people's minds for them. That's awesome. Thank you, Jack. Monica Kant came on the podcast several episodes ago to talk about ways that your board chair can support you as the chief executive. As you may recall, Monica is a lawyer, an advocate, an executive director, and is currently running the Asian Pacific Institute on Gender-Based Violence in San Francisco. Monica, can you share what one thing did you do or stop doing that made the most difference in your career? Dolph, thank you for asking that question. For me, the one thing I stopped doing was questioning my leadership style. I, um, you know, always knew that I had a lot of feels that I led with love and that I led with wanting to uplift, you know, everyone around me. And for many years, I questioned that. I thought that that was a weakness. I thought that, you know, I should be more direct, more, you know, stronger in what I say, not maybe have so much, you know, of the lovey-dovey language. However, I went through a leadership uh, fellow, a, a leadership fellowship program, and I learned that the empathy, the positivity that I displayed, was more of a strength, not a weakness, and that I should actually, you know, never let that go, and that should be one of my top strengths. And so, the fact that I lead with um, empathy, positivity, open communication is something that I do unapologetically apologetically now. And I know that it's one of my strengths and I stopped questioning it. And it's made the biggest difference in how I interact with my peers and how I interact with those that I manage. And I just am more stronger and more confident in the way that I do move forward in leading. Monica, thank you so much. Do you remember back in the summer when we had Tracy Goodwin on the podcast? to speak with us about the psychology of the voice and voice masks. If you missed that episode, make sure you go back and check it out. Right now, though, I am so excited to be able to ask Tracy this question because she is a vocal coach extraordinaire. She is a coach to corporate executives, to entrepreneurs, to 
frankly, people that just want to do a better job of communicating. So, Tracy, what one thing did you do or stop doing that made the most difference in your career? This is such a great question and hard for me to pick one thing, but I don't think there would be anything for me to say if I had not owned my gift and my purpose. I struggled with the way that I could hear voices. I struggled with how in the world was I supposed to be a voice coach when I was raised in a family where children were to be seen and not heard. That made no sense to me. And I ran as fast as I could from it and it kept finding me. And so I was willing to teach voice. I embraced that, okay, I guess this is my purpose. But then when I fully embraced the ability to really discern sounds the way that I could, I was able to create psychology of the voice. And if I hadn't stopped running from that purpose, you know, I was directing plays and I was being an actor and I was doing all these cool things, but it, I knew from day one that was not what I was put here to do. It didn't have to make sense and it didn't have to line up with my backstory I simply had to own it and go all in. And I would say, if I hadn't done that, who knows what I'd be doing? I don't know if I'd be here having this conversation with you. Thank you, Tracy. Listeners, I hope you heard at least one idea that has really inspired you to make a change in your own career. Maybe something you can make into your own New Year's resolution or a mantra for 2022. Before we go, I'd like to take this opportunity to just acknowledge that your time is so valuable. So thank you for spending your time with us. Many listeners have reached out this year and told us that they consider the podcast to be part of their professional development. And I just can't tell you what an honor it is to be part of your week, part of your professional development, and thus part of the work that you're doing every day. So thank you for choosing us and thank you for choosing the Successful Nonprofits podcast. With that... I hope you've gained some insight to help you and your nonprofit thrive in a competitive environment. Happy New Year and see you in 2022. And of course, I have to give the disclaimer. I am not an accountant or an attorney, and neither I nor the Goldenberg Group provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. This episode has been provided for informational purposes only and is not at all intended to provide and should not at all be relied on for tax, legal, or accounting advice please consult a qualified licensed professional about such matters.